Sisters, Pastor Jason here. I want to talk to you on this podcast about a familiar topic to you, which is addictions. You know, I don't know anyone that has not dealt with the negative effects of addictions, either in their personal life or their family life, their extended family. We've all known someone or personally dealt with addictions. And whenever I'm talking to someone about addictions, I think it's important to take them straight to the scripture. And I like to use types and models, models of people in the Bible. You know, God give us the 66 books of the Bible so we can use them. And I like to take a model of scripture out of the Old Testament out of Judges. And I like to take Samson, the story of Samson, to be the model for addiction. It's the first place I go if I'm talking with someone about addiction in their life or if their addiction of someone else is affecting their life. I take them to the picture of Samson. And you remember Samson was a Nazarite. He was had a Nazarite vow never to shave his head, never to be given to strong drink or wine. He couldn't even take the fruit of the vine. So he was to abstain from every part of alcohol and every part of looking anything like the world. And Samson was an anointed man of God, and he was a judge for 20 years in Israel. Now, that was half the time of a normal judge. Most of them were averaging around 40 years, but that was also due to his addiction. But one of the first things Samson did is he compromised the Word of God and what he knew to be true. He knew he was raised in a godly home, and he knew he should have never went down and got the first wife of the Philistines. And different commentators have opinions on this, that maybe he was trying to get back at the Philistines because he wanted to make them mad, you know, but the Philistines are a type of the flesh. And the apostle Paul says, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. We have to be careful not to give in to our flesh. You know, the flesh brings spiritual death and also the spirit brings spiritual life. And we need to be careful not to give place to the flesh. You know, I always tell people the flesh is real simple. It's that guy that wants to do what he wants to do no matter what it costs him. See, that's what Samson did. Samson went down to marry the lady. He knew he should not have went down to, to marry. The, the Bible forbidded that he was able to marry someone out of the tribe of the Israelites. You know, the apostle Paul says, be not unequally yoked. We have to be so careful because the devil will use whatever situation he can. If he can't get us on drugs and alcohol, then he may use a woman in our life. You know, the devil is sly and he uses things. So we're to stay true to the word of God. Samson wasn't allowed to marry outside of the Israelites. And God gives us those boundaries, not because he's trying to punish us, but to protect us. And so you remember Samson went down to meet his first wife and he goes down and he meets a lion in the way and slew the lion. The spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. So Samson was used of God. Do you know there's a lot of people that are used of God, that God has saved. They do have a true salvation, but they still battle with addiction in their lives. And Samson, as he was going down to do the wrong thing, I believe he had opportunity after opportunity to turn around. I believe the lion in his way could have been a sure sign that stopped him that said, hey, you know what? I slew the lion, but I can still turn around. But he didn't. He continued on because he saw what he wanted and he didn't really care what God said. He didn't really care what his parents said. His parents finally went along, but I will promise you they were reluctant to him doing so because he was going to bring a curse upon his family and upon his life for going to marry that woman. And see, Samson right off the bat started having trouble. And then he was so upset, he came back, he killed some Philistines, he brought the people, the stuff back. He was betrayed by his wife. He went out and he brought all the garments back and the father had given his wife to his friend. I'll tell you what, I don't know how many red flags Samson had, but he had time and time again to say, hey, this relationship isn't working. But he continued 
on why. Because Samson had a problem with women. I believe Samson had a sexual addiction. You saw that later on in his life, where he was with the prostitute, where he ends up being with Delilah. I mean, again and again, these women are causing Samson trouble. We need to be so very careful. You know that someone that is not an addict, if they have one negative repercussion, if they have one thing happen, say they're drinking alcohol and they have a close call and they they get into a fight or they get pulled over and almost get a DUI or say they do. If they're not an addict, they will quit. But see, that's that's the thing about addictions. It goes beyond reason. And Samson kept going beyond reason, knowing that he had not been trusted, that he couldn't trust this lady, couldn't trust his own wife. And he continued going back and he never turned back to an Israelite. Isn't that amazing? He never tried to marry someone that God wanted him to marry. And he kept having negative repercussion. And finally, you know, to fast forward to the place of Delilah. And, you know, Delilah was trying to figure out where's your faith? Where's your faith? And the whole time he's attracted to her, he's so in love with her. She was so pretty. See, there was a battle of his flesh going on that he never did overcome. With Delilah, she kept trying to get his secrets. Do you know that the devil, he'll try to get to your faith? He see, Samson was trying to meet his own needs through his self. He would not do what God said to do. He was going to do it in his strength. And because he was anointed, he was called of God and God was using him and, and he was winning a lot of battles. But Samson never figured out to turn away from his own flesh and to walk in the spirit of God. The Bible says, if we walk in the spirit, we'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When we're fulfilling the lust of the flesh, we're not walking in the spirit. We're not doing things God's way. So then Delilah, she finally asked him again and he doesn't tell her the truth and says, oh, bind me with cords and that'll take away my strength. And, you know, oh, we'll use new ropes and that'll take away my strength. And and then she would say to Samson, she would say, hey, Samson, the Philistines are among you. And then he'd break the cords and then wake up and realize, I mean, she kept trying to play games with him, but he kept staying. And finally, just like the devil, Delilah persistently continued on trying to figure out the key to his strength, kept on him day and night, weeping and pulling at him. And see, the devil will pull pull at you and pull at you. The Bible says this in John 10, 10, the devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he'll do whatever it takes for your soul. And Samson never did learn that principle. And finally, Delilah says, what is your secret? And Samson finally gave him his whole heart. See, that's what the devil's after. You can have lots of money and you can have lots of blessings. The devil will be fine with that. But what really makes the enemy of our souls happy is whenever we give up our faith, we give up our hope in God. He's after your heart. God is after our heart. God's after our whole heart. We're to love the Lord God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all of our strength. But the devil's persistent. And finally, Samson says, the strength is in my hair. And Samson's hair, remember, was never supposed to be cut. That was a type of faith. I like types and shadows in the scripture. And Samson's hair was never to be cut. And finally, she shaved his head while he was sleeping, probably drunk. I mean, imagine that being so passed out that, you know, you don't even know someone's cutting your hair. I mean, there's something wrong. The Philistines came. She said, the Philistines are a on you. He runs out. And the first thing they do is they put his eyeballs out. They scourge his eyes. They burn his eyeballs out and he has no eyeballs. The devil is after your faith. They gorged his eyeballs out, burn him out. And then they took him and they made a mockery of him. They put him in the Philistine temple of Dagon, which was their paganistic fertility God. And they put him in that temple and they mocked him. And the Bible says they made sport of Samson and they put him in an iron mill and they would have him take his hands and they would put him on a a grinder and he would walk in circle day after day 
hour after hour, week after week, and he would grind in the iron mill. He was doing the work of a slave, once an anointed man of God. I mean, that breaks my heart, brothers and sisters. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to render us ineffective in the kingdom of God. See, even if the devil can't take our soul, the greatest thing he can do is render us ineffective, given over to our addictions. And I'll tell you what, that's his goal. The devil's goal is not to allow us to impact the kingdom of God in a positive way, that we're to be given over to an addiction, give up on God meeting our needs, meeting our joy, our peace, our patience, our kindness. We turn to that for happiness. We turn to that drug. We turn to that sex. We turn to that alcohol. We turn to that food to where we can fill ourselves so we can feel good, so we can be happy. But it's a trick of the devil. And sin is maybe fun even for a season, the Bible says, but it's a short season. He kept going back to him until he finally gave him his whole heart. And there he was. He was in the temple of Dagon. And then the Bible says that he had two pillars. And then he asked the young man, he said, can you at least allow me to fill the two pillars? And then the Bible said that his hair began to grow back. And that's the key. His faith began to grow back. Humiliated, humbled, ashamed. Here's this man of God they're making sport of and having a drunken party and then laughing at him. But he finally asked the young man, put my hands against those pillars. The entire temple of Dagon collapsed on all the Philistines. And then the Bible says that he killed more in his death than he did in life. So that sounds like a pretty grim ending. But I want to suggest to you that that's a picture of dying to ourselves. So when he pushed those pillars down, the Bible said that he killed more in his death than he did in his life. He had killed thousands and thousands of Philistines, but he finally destroyed the Philistines, a type of the flesh. And I suggest that those two pillars stand for shame and denial. That's the key to helping someone out of addiction. You know, a lot of you have probably seen those relapse shows and the first thing they do is confront them. You know, they talk to them about all the problems and all the issues. And I'm not against that. Hey, I pray for my family that are in addiction. I pray, Lord, whatever means necessary, but we have to confront them. We have to confront them in love through the spirit of God. We have to appeal to them. That's why I love the story of Samson. We can objectively take a look at it, not say, Hey, here's what you've done wrong. And here's how you've wronged me. That's the worst thing we can do. It'll push them to more shame. It'll push them to more denial. And then they'll have a reason to drink. They'll have a reason to drug. You know, we don't want to push them back to that, but we want to love them and objectively look at something outside of us and say, when we die to ourselves and we push down the pillar of denial and we admit, hey, we've messed up. You know, the devil's had a heyday with me. I'm not serving God. I need to get things right back with God. That's the first thing we need to do is I believe in rededicating. I believe in saying, Lord, come into my life. Help me. Make me whole again. I don't care how many times you have to do it. I believe in new starts and asking for forgiveness, looking to God, the author, the finisher of our faith. He knows everything we've been through. He knows we're not serving him. So turn to him and then push down the pillar of shame. You know, the the devil will shame us right back to the bottle. The devil will shame us right back to the drug. The devil will shame us. He'll tell you, you're stupid. You've tried this before. You're no good. You're bad. You're weak. You have a bad gene. You have a disease. Listen to me, friends. I believe that we're able to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. God is able to do a scenically abundantly above all that we think or ask. The story of Samson shows us that even Samson overcame. Yes, it was bleak. Yes, it was hard. He had his eyeballs poked out. But I'll tell you, friends, I've seen some people that were in the shape of Samson. They ground iron mill all day long and they couldn't see. You know, the God of our salvation doesn't 
doesn't want us to be blind. The word of the Lord is a light into my path and a lamp into my feet. He wants us to see. You know, he wants us to have faith. He wants us to have sight. There's no sense in trying and giving myself to alcohol. There's no sense in doing that stuff because it's not expedient to the gospel. Apostle Paul said all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. There's nothing good that comes from alcohol. There's nothing good that comes from drugs. Prescription drugs are an all-time high, an epidemic inside and outside the church. God help us. You know, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, infinite, or abusers themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. As such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. That's where the Apostle Paul says in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. I can do anything, but I will not be brought under the power of any. That's the key. We need to be very, very careful with prescription drugs. We need to be very, very careful with anything that we do that clouds our mind because I don't want to be brought under the power of any. I see the devil's deception in the church daily. People are so deceived and they're blinded. There's a lot of great things in the kingdom of God and in our churches, but friends, there are people that are so deceived. They simply are in addiction. They are simply bound. They have their eyeballs poked out and they're going around in circles. My friends, who the Son has set free is free indeed, and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. God is able, friends. You do not have to give place to addictions in our life as a believer. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he did something. He broke the chains. He broke the bondage, and he broke it all for you and for me so we can live in the Spirit of God and be free indeed. I hope that this word's been good to you. I pray that you look at the story of Samson and you read it and look at all the warnings, look at all the red flags, and I pray that you help one another with these addictions. Help people see, you know, get a burden for someone. Go out to encourage someone. Love someone. Share the gospel with someone because God is able to set them free. God bless you. I'll talk to you. See you next time.